I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I am the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery. I have no idea what I'm laughing about, so that's interesting. Um, You can find me on Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery. You can find me on my website, moonstonewitchery.com. And I'd love for you to join me in my awesome little Facebook group, Moonstone Witchery. I'm pretty much everywhere, y'all. Just if you're on a social media platform, go ahead and search for me there. And I probably have some kind of account happening. I don't know exactly what they're all doing, but they're doing something. So let's get started. I don't have a ton of time. I have a full day of clients ahead of me. Um, I am going to be doing readings and life coaching all day, every day for um, the foreseeable future, which is wonderful. But I wanted to sneak in here before I get on call for the rest of the day, and I wanted to talk about um, prosperity. I don't know if I've ever done a podcast about prosperity, but if I did, oh well, I'm doing it again. Um, So prosperity is something that we are all hoping to call forth into our lives, especially because um, COVID has really caused damage. I keep talking about how I feel like COVID is infecting all of us, regardless of whether or not we've actually had the virus. Um, it's it's viral on a systemic level. It's viral on a mental health level. It's viral on obviously a physical health level. It is like in every aspect of everything right now. <clears throat> and I mean, In some ways, that's good, right? Like disease comes in and teaches our immunity how to handle something new and how to like soldier up and get tougher. But those lessons can be hard as we're learning them. And, you know, we're all learning that on on all different levels. But the way in which it's affected us socially and socioeconomically is a whole thing. And so I have a lot of clients that are like doing readings with me or coaching with me. And then at the end of the call, a bunch of people are like, "Um, yo, real quick, by the way, can you just like tell me how I can do something prosperity aligned? Because for real. And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. So since I keep like giving these tips out, I thought I would give these tips out on a different platform and hopefully it would get shared a little bit. like a wider scope through the podcast. If if my podcast is resonating with you, I would love it if you would share it with people. Um, and I love the messages that I get. And I love, I love when people are like making posts and 
pulling quotes out. You guys are making me feel so seen and appreciated. And I am like living in an office in my home like 24-7. Like I like never leave right now. So feeling seen is something that I haven't really had a lot of access to. And I'm really appreciative. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, all my thank yous just there are actually a really nice segue, and I didn't even do it on purpose, but they're a nice segue to part of what I want to talk about with prosperity, right? Because prosperity is about finances, but prosperity is about abundance as well. And there's a lot of buzzwording around abundance versus scarcity. Um, I don't get salty about this. Like sometimes I'm kind of like, oh man, all these words that have one meaning are getting like thrown around and they're not understood and yada, yada. But fundamentally, I absolutely love that people are talking about a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality. I love that these words are circulating the world because it shows a willingness and a readiness on the part of the cultural whole you know, um, we are each individuals with individual consciousnesses, consciousness and individual life paths, but we also are a collective with a collective conscious and a collective life path. And that collective conscious, consciousness, conscious, I don't know, the collectiveness <laughs> is growing um, and shifting, just like we are all hopefully growing and shifting on our own individual levels as well. And when certain words get indoctrinated into the collective, that to me says, oh my gosh, so many individuals are doing their work because now it's like bubbling up and rising to the collective. This is such a positive sign and I get all like happy and excited about that. And so even if some of the terms aren't fully comprehended, that's it's just a matter of time until they are. So hooray, I'm excited about people having awareness about <clears throat> a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality. Um, I was raised in a household where um, it was a little toxic, just a little bit. Um, it was it was toxic, <laughs> but the toxicity that you know is probably most pervasive. If I was to distill it down into one thing, one energy, I would say that the toxicity of my upbringing and the toxicity of most of my toxic relationships um, in my life, friendships or love, romantic relationships or whatever, family, it all can be distilled down to scarcity. Um, And that's because toxicity and scarcity tend to kind of go hand in hand. Scarcity is the energy and toxicity, toxic behavior is the way that that energy manifests in a tangible way, okay? So when someone has a scarcity mindset, it's the fear or the belief or the conviction that there's not enough, not enough of blank. There's not enough money. There's not enough resources. There's not enough love. That's like really the thing, okay? It's always fundamentally like that there's not enough love. That's what scarcity, when we boil it down, that's what it's about. And it's either, for many people, it's a fear that there's not enough love. And you can have a scarcity mentality and not be a toxic person. So please hear that very clearly. Um, 
or you can have a scarcity mentality and that can manifest in a toxic way. But either way, feeling like there's not enough love will cause us to respond in a variety of ways. When it's toxic, it's it's very actively like hoarding all of the love, um, not being willing to give it out, not being willing to share it, not being willing to have ease and grace and flow with your love. It's conditioned love and it's um, withheld. And that's because the person who is conditional about their love or withholding about their love is fearful that it's limited. So what's happening there is they don't actually understand love, right? Because love is a self-generating force. When it gets used, it creates more. When it gets accessed, it generates more. Love is like the power source that scientists are trying to create. I mean, like scientists are out here trying to find like renewable energy or restorative energy, you know, like it's like they're trying to figure out like how can we power the planet within a way that's not depleting it. And obviously we can't, well, I don't know if it's obvious and I don't know if we can or can't, but like use love to like power our televisions or whatever. <laughs> but what I'm saying is um, the, the foundational thing that they're looking for is something like love. And the way in which we know that love is restorative and that it's like self-generating is, is simple. It's when you love someone, you're feeling that feeling of love and you're giving it to them and that feeling creates more of it. <clears throat> You cannot give a hug, for example, without also receiving a hug. A hug is something that one hug is always two hugs, you know, and that's one of the ways in which we know that love is abundant and love is restorative and love is self-generating. Now, when we have scarcity, what happens is we feel that feeling of love and we even maybe give it out, but we then allow our thoughts to create fear within us like so we're giving love and then our thoughts are triggered on and they're like oh my gosh what if I love this person and they don't love me back maybe I shouldn't be so loving maybe I should withhold a little bit maybe I should like hang on and wait and to a degree I totally get this like there's there's being smart about something right there's making sure that we understand the dynamic that we're in with someone but really fundamentally like if you give love you're always okay even if they don't return your love even if they don't feel the same way even if like you give someone love and it blows up in your face somehow you still have shown up as a loving person like you still have given something beautiful and so giving love is never the problem The issue is always like, do I have the ability to know that I'm going to be okay if I give love and it doesn't go how I want it to go or it doesn't align with my expectations or XYZ doesn't happen? You know, whenever you're doing like an if-then statement with yourself, whenever you're saying like, if I give love, then I'll get this, you're in like a a situation where you're <clears throat> you're having contingencies and you're having conditions and that's one of the manifestations of that fearful scarcity mentality but if we're in abundance right which the energy of love is abundant because it is self-generating and because it is self-renewing if we're in abundance we go 
I'm going to give this love because it's true to me. It's real for me because I want to be someone who gives love because love, everybody who deserves access to love. And then we say, you know, and if something else happens that I don't like or that I'm not okay with, then I'll deal with that then and I'll have good boundaries and I'll be able to walk myself through it and I'll make those decisions. But I won't regret giving the love because the love was real in the moment. You know, even if we've had really toxic relationships or even if we've been hurt in relationships, sometimes people tend to have a relationship and, oh my gosh, this happened to me with my first love. Oh, I loved him. And he cheated on me multiple times, I think, by the end of it. We were in high school. But for years afterwards, I allowed those actions of his to dismantle the entire three-year relationship we had had, I convinced myself the whole thing had been a lie, right? Like the whole thing was false because there were moments of falseness at the end. And through self-work and through just like philosophical conversations with myself about the nature of the world and, you know, what love is and all of that stuff, I realized, you know, I shouldn't do that to myself because those moments were still real and they were still authentic. That love I felt was still real. It was still authentic. My love wasn't contingent upon what happened in the end. And what happened in the end cannot dismantle or take away all of the positive that there was there. I would never get back together with him at, you know, like I wouldn't put myself back in that situation, but it didn't take away. It doesn't destroy the things that were there. And I had told myself for so long that it did, but this is what boundaries do for us, right? Like being able to, to hold that space to know, you know, those moments were real and your behavior is still completely effed up and not acceptable, and I'm therefore not going to be engaging with it again, right? But giving myself the gift of having had that experience and not depriving myself of it just because somebody behaved in a way that I don't like. I'm not sure if that's making enough sense or if you need more clarification around that. Somebody, um, <clears throat> if, if you're confused by what I'm saying there, feel free to just message me somewhere and I'll hopefully clear it up for you. But what I'm saying is that abundance can exist and we can still have things not go our way. And so how does this pertain to prosperity? Well, when scarcity is at our foundation, we are in fear, like really, truly, fundamentally, When scarcity is at our foundation, fear is what is in charge of us because fear says, if there's not enough, I don't know what I'll do and I won't be okay. And when we're feeling like we're terrified that we're not going to be okay, we make choices out of that frantic energy to try to make sure that we're going to be okay. And sometimes we, we set things up so that if I do this, then I'll be okay. And if I do that, then I'll be okay. Or if I withhold and don't get too attached, then I know I'll be okay. But if our heart is saying attach, then newsflash, we're already attached. We're just refusing to like mentally acknowledge it. And so what we're doing is we're like kind of gaslighting ourselves and not allowing ourselves to have an authentic moment with ourselves. And we are in this space where we're denying ourselves access to that abundance We're perpetuating that fearful mentality. And what I'd love us to do is to just say, even if things don't work out, I'm going to be all right. And so I'm going to allow myself 
to live in this abundance while it's here. So in terms of prosperity, now, of course, our culture is a hot mess, to be honest with you, and you all know this already, but our culture is based on scarcity. Yo, the foundation of a capitalist society is scarcity, like literally. The foundation says, oh my gosh, there's so much money, but you have to like figure out how to get it. And that's, and then it teaches us like through these like subtle and subliminal like messaging through like our entire lives. All you want is money. Money will make you happy. Money will make you beautiful. Money will make you popular. Money is how you get access to love. And then, so therefore what it's saying is like, if, if money and our culture is based in scarcity and scarcity is really fear, what they're saying to us is fear is how you acquire love. And I'm sorry, but there is nothing more like wrong than that. Like that is like the opposite of everything, right? I have this theory that literally our entire culture, like the monotheism and the patriarchal components and obviously white supremacy and capitalism, it's all like the opposite of what it actually should be. Our entire culture is founded upon the opposite energy of what it actually should be for each of us to feel okay and to be empowered and to be like living our best lives. Because if it wasn't so limited and if it wasn't so like, this is what you're striving for and anything other than that is wrong, you know, if it wasn't like that, we would all have this freedom within ourselves to be ourselves and that freedom to be ourselves. See, fundamentally, that's abundant energy. If you felt safe and okay to be yourself, you're living from a place of abundance because you know that there's enough acceptance to go around. There's enough joy to go around. There's enough love to go around. There's enough for you to opt into things that make you feel like you and to be happy and alive and okay. That's abundant energy and abundance energy is love. So do you see how the whole culture is designed to keep us on this like opposite trajectory based out of fear. And then we're all walking around like feeling like depressed and like mentally not sound and not knowing why we feel unfulfilled because we're all kind of forcing ourselves to fit into these boxes that we were told that we should want to fit into. But we inside of us, we maybe don't want to, but we think something's wrong with us when we don't want to fit into those boxes. So we try to contort ourselves to fit into those boxes. But anytime you're doing something to try to make yourself be something that doesn't fundamentally align with you, there is a lot of friction and static and stress energy that comes up as a result of that. And then we're always feeling like that. And then where it's labeled anxiety or it's labeled depression and anxiety and depression are super real, but they're gifted to us by the culture that we're trying to force ourselves to be within. And it's hard to break this pattern because we are in that culture that says, well, you need money. And if you don't have money, you don't have choices, right? And, and so we're clamoring for this thing that maybe we don't even really want, but it, we've been told it's the only way to be okay. So that's sad, right? Like, ew. So while we're having awareness around this and while we're understanding that clearly this is 
this is the reason and this is the problem and this is what has to shift. And while I fully believe that collectively, culturally, we're getting to that point of making those shifts on a bigger systemic scale, in the moment right now, we're all still living within the system that is broken. And so when we're living within a broken system, we must do a couple things. One, we must have awareness about that so that we can go a little easier on ourselves, right? Like have some grace and compassion for ourselves. But two, we also have to kind of work within that system a little bit in order to cultivate the change. And so as a result of everything that's been happening on the global scale, people are hurting financially right now in a very real way. And so I'm going to engage with you right now and give you some tips on calling forth prosperity into your life. But I want to say that for right now, prosperity is what we want. We want financial prosperity because that will grant us some access to some space because that's working within the confines and the rules of the game, right? Like that's working within the system as it's been set up is saying, all right, fine, I'm going to try to give myself some wealth so I can get that freedom. But overall, we do want to shift that system. So in the interim, what I want you to know is that prosperity energy is abundant. It's not scarcity. So when we're calling forth financial success or a a sum of money or some kind of prosperity work, Please be certain that when you are doing your spell work or when you are putting your intentions out there, you're coming from a place of abundance, that love. And as you come from that place of abundance, I want you to know that prosperity might show up in a multitude of ways, some of which might be unexpected. So you might not necessarily only get your financial results, but you might have an abundance of people showing up for your for your life, or your friends might start to reach back out, or your health might improve, or you know, you might find yourself having more opportunities to have love or more opportunities to have connection. Because when you come from abundant energy, you're creating and calling in that energy of abundance. <clears throat> but a lot of times people people's prosperity work fails because it's coming from scarcity and it's coming from fear. And it's like, I'm going to cast this prosperity spell because I really, 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 really need money and everything won't be okay unless I have this money. And all of that is like putting out like, fuck, I'm freaking out energy. Sorry, I'm trying not to curse as you all know. (laughs) So as you do your prosperity work, Just keep that in mind and keep that energy of love and abundance and freedom and yourself. Hold that energy in your body as you're infusing it into your spell work. Please do that. The more you can access abundance, the more you're going to call forth prosperity to you. Okay. And you can go ahead and tell the universe and tell your guides like, I want my, I need my abundance energy to show up financially first please like you can clarify that but also make room for it to be in other ways now one thing people don't realize is that generosity is the energy of abundance when we are generous and we are giving away and we are like putting out there we are being very abundant because we have that inner knowing like there's no limits there's no restrictions to being helpful and compassionate and kind it just creates more of itself So the more generous you can be with your time, with your thoughts, with your vulnerability, with your love, with your connection, 
um, and both this, this applies both to others and yourself, the more generous you can be, the more abundant your life becomes. So that's just something for you to think about. A lot of things are the opposite of how they seem, okay? <clears throat> Sometimes we feel like if I'm giving away, I'm at a deficit, but it's the opposite. As you give, you create more of that abundance for yourself. When you're doing prosperity work, I want you to, first of all, I don't know why this works, but I know that it does. Go on, get yourself on Amazon and order yourself some money drawing incense. It's got like, it's like comes in these like green tubes. It's called money drawing incense. Yo, that incense is the real deal. That incense brings you prosperity. Light that incense like frequently at night or whenever um, and go ahead and allow it to do its thing because it does draw the money to you. Also, get yourself some oils and anoint yourself, anoint your wallet, anoint your debit card, anoint, like if you work at a computer, anoint your keyboard with this um, financial prosperity oil. You can get prosperity oil, you can get money drawing oil, you can get like Mr. Money, like they have all kinds of different money oils. Um, Find yourself a blend that speaks to you or make your own blend but anoint things with it, you know? If you are primarily in your phone for work or like in your computer or whatever, put that oil, put that shit on everything, right? Like do it Um, because that oil will really infuse and shift the energy of the objects that you're interacting with for work. You can anoint like your bracelets. Like if you get yourself some crystals to wear, um, adventurine, citrine, tiger's eye, pyrite, of course, these are all prosperity drawing crystals. Anoint them with the money drawing oil. Charge your crystals and ask them to work for you in a prosperity mindset. Like call it forth for yourself. Um, For those of you who are newer to witchcraft, cocktail candles work great. I would allow yourself to purchase a pre-spelled cocktail candle um, or you can reach out to me and I can make you a candle and send it to you. Um, that's prosperity aligned. But get yourself a candle, anoint it with the oil, carve your name into it, request the abundance in the form of money and come at it from that energy of prosperity. Come at it from that energy of fulfillment. Um, Come at it from that abundant energy, not from that lacking energy, okay? There's so many ways that we can shift into drawing financial wealth towards us. Um, And it's ultimately going to come down to the energy that you're putting into it. So I want to empower you to get those candles, get those oils, and to really shift into that place. But fundamentally, the truth is that the most important shift you can make is mentally with yourself and allowing yourself access to abundance and love energy in always, always. Um, the candles work, the spells work, the oils work, the incense works. It all, it all can do a thing. But if your own energy is blocked and fearful, it will disrupt the abundance as it's trying to flow to you. So that's just something for you to think about. I have to run. I have a full day of clients ahead of me. If you want to get on my client list, please go ahead and hit me up through my website or Instagram. Um, I offer readings and I offer coaching. um, And I would love to talk to you individually. And if you have any questions about 
any of this, please send me a message. I can use this space to talk a little bit more about specifics of spellcasting and actual witch work. Um, but I also like to use this space to talk about the energy behind it because we can all learn how to do a candle. But what we're often missing is the piece about what's going on within us when we do that. So please feel free to ask me any questions. And I hope you all have a very beautiful, abundant, and blessed day and week. I'll talk to you soon.